This is the Saturday to Sunday Football Podcast. This is where it all counts. This is why we're here. This is why each one of us are here. And now, here's your host. Welcome back to another edition of the Saturday to Sunday Football Podcast. I am Paul Pertichese, and thank you for joining me as always. The 2020 NFL Combine is in the books. The defensive backs, the cornerbacks, and the safeties just finished up their workouts, concluding another four-day marathon that is the NFL Combine. And I'm going to break down and give my instant reactions like I've been doing after every single evening of the Combine to what I saw today from these defensive backs. So let me get right into it, starting with the first group, which was predominantly the cornerbacks. Uh, going to go through and talk about some things that I thought stood out. The first uh, player I want to talk about is uh, Christian Fulton. Christian Fulton out of LSU. You know, we were hoping to see him a little bit, uh, you know, at the Senior Bowl. That never happened. But he official 40 time of 4.46. He had a 35.5 vertical jump, a 10 free broad jump. Uh, Fulton is an interesting guy. You know, he has... Fans of his that really like his game, other people are a little bit suspect. But to me, he's got average size and frame, above average athleticism. I think he showed that today. I think he might even test it better in the 40 than we expected. Uh, good movement skills, change of direction skills, press corner. He's got good cover skills, good ball skills, uh, average techniques. He's an outside cornerback and he's a starter. Probably going to be a round two pick. Uh, but today, I thought really solidified that by the time that he ran today. So I thought that was an impressive time, and he really helped himself out. Uh, Jeff Gladney, he's another guy. His official 40 time was 4.48. But when you watch him run drills, he is so smooth. So to combine a 4.4840 with a 37.5 vert, a 10.4 broad jump, and then how good he looked in the on-field drills, his footwork, his smoothness in terms of his transitions. I thought it was a good day for, for Gladney, another guy that was originally going to be at the Senior Bowl, then ended up not going. So it was nice to see him come here and really live up to his status. I think he is another guy probably to be taken in the second round. Uh, Darnay Holmes was a guy I wanted to make note of. He's really been wait, riding the wave of the pre-draft process. He was one of the better cornerbacks at the Senior Bowl constantly. Uh, you know, in all the reports from Mobile, Holmes was one of the top corners there. Then he comes here, 44840. Uh, and I thought that was more than enough for Darnay Holmes. Because when I when I look at Darnay Holmes, to me, he's the type of player who has a little bit of versatility in terms of his game. He could play outside corner, but I think he's more of a nickel guy. He's a little undersized, but he's got a good frame, and he showed his athleticism today. So I thought that was a good a good day for him. One of the biggest winners of the day uh, is C.J. Henderson out of Florida. I think at this point, he is now locked into the first round of the NFL draft. He looked really good in every aspect of today. Uh his 40 was a 439. He had a 37.5 vert jump, a 10.7 broad jump, looked really good in the drills. So I think Henderson is now a guy that has locked up his role as a first round. I thought before the combine, maybe he was round one, uh, round two, that border. But now with the athleticism he showed today and the movement skills he showed today, combined with the closing burst and the speed you see on tape, his play strength, his instincts, his play recognition, his cover and ball skills, his ability to press, C.J. Henderson stock up. He was one of the big winners from the cornerback group today. 
Another guy, Jalen Johnson. Jalen Johnson is ran a 4.540, but I don't think that's all that surprise. He had a good 20-yard shuttle. His his jumps were 36-5 and 10-4. He's another guy who looked really good in the drills. I mean, this is he's, he's 5'11, almost almost six feet, 193 pounds. To me, he's on that round one, round two border, but he he showed Enough athleticism today, enough speed. He's got above average instincts and techniques. He's got good ball and cover skills. He's got good footwork. He's got good play strength and physicality. He shows the ability to press. So I thought today was a good day for Jalen Johnson. Maybe you want to see him come in a little bit faster. It would have been nice maybe to see something like four, four, five. Uh, but you know what? Four, five, I don't think is, is something that's really going to change the narrative too much on him. Uh, Jeff Okuda, the obviously the number one rated corner, top five potential pick from Ohio State. His official 40 time was a four, four, eight. He actually got injured then a little bit. Uh, during the drills, he fell and hit him, his hip or his back pretty hard. Uh, but he ended up coming back and doing the jumps. He did a 41 inch vertical jump and an 11 three broad jump after the injury. So any questions about Okuda and how talented of a player he is? He tested out well athletically, uh, and, and really showing some resiliency and toughness. I mean, Deion Sanders actually went over to him after he, he, you know, got hurt a little bit on the on-field drills and said, shut it down. And he still was thinking about maybe potentially playing. Uh, so that was, that was interesting. Show hit the competitive spirit that he has. Uh, Tony Pride, we saw him at the Senior Bowl. He was one of the better corners at the Senior Bowl with Darnay Holmes. He came here, tested really well with a 4.440, uh, a 35.5 vert jump, and then a 9.11 uh, broad jump. It looked quick and fast in the on-field drills as well. So I think stock up on him. Uh, AJ Terrell, really impressed with AJ Terrell. At 6'1", 195, he ran a 4-4-2-40. He has now cemented himself on that round one, round two border. Can he, you know, sneak into round one? I think he's definitely in the mix. Uh, Josiah Scott, he's a guy who's late round two, I mean, late day two, early day three. You know, more of a nickel corner, but four four two forty. So really impressive. And I thought he looked good in the drills too. So stock up on Josiah Scott. Couple guys uh that I think disappointed a little bit. Uh the first one was Stanford Samuels out of Florida State at six one one eighty seven. You ran a four six five. So, you know, they were talking about it a little bit on air that you know, there might be a team now that has to play, think about converting him to free safety or more of a zone man team. But now it's going to be tough to put him out on an island with that speed. The 40 does matter a lot for the cornerback. So it's one of the more important days of the combine in terms of the on-field drills in particular, the 40. So Stanford Samuels, I don't think people t- expected that. They weren't expecting blazing time, but I think people expected like a 4-5 to 4-5-5. Uh, so they're coming in at a 4 6 five, and the second one was a four seven one. You know, I think it's something that is going to be a little bit alarming, and he could be in line for potentially a position switch or uh, be a little bit scheme dependent in terms of what type of scheme you want to run with him. Uh, in addition, another guy that you know I think was getting a lot of buzz is Cameron Dantzler at a Mississippi State. He ran a four six four. So he's another interesting guy. I know he's a little bit bigger, six two, but he's only one hundred eighty eight pounds. You know, does that hurt his stock a little bit in terms of being a day two pick? Because he was locked into day two, uh, I thought, going into the combine. But that 4.64, you know, does not do him any favors. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how he bounces back at his pro day and how his stock, if at all, is impacted at all from what we saw here today. 
Um, besides that, I, I thought the corners in terms of, you know, the on-field drills look pretty good. A guy that's going to send me going back to the tape uh, is uh, Jabarius Sneed. He ran a really impressive uh, 40 times. So that was something that, you know, I'm excited to kind of watch a little bit. Uh, Ladarius Sneed out of Louisiana Tech. He was in the safety group, but he ran a 4.3740. So that was really impressive. Uh, probably the most impressive and the most stunning 40 from the safety group that went in the second group there. So he was a guy from Louisiana Tech. I mean, he was more of a late day three UDFA type, but now this changed the narrative with that kind of speed. So I think he's someone to, to really keep an eye on. Uh, the two guys that stole the show, and they came in with some fanfare, even though they were from small schools, because we t- uh, saw a lot with them at the Senior Bowl. And that was... Uh, from Lenore Rye, uh, Kyle, Kyler, Kyle Duggar, he tested 44940, a 42-inch vert, and 11-2 broad. He looked, for a guy who is 217 pounds, that is just staggering. He looked good in the on-field drills for a guy 217. So he's a guy who you have a lot of intrigue with him. You want to play him at free safety, he's got the athleticism. You want to play him in the box, he can do that. You want him to cover the slot and be a nickel corner, he can do that. He has punt return background. So he checked off every athletic box that he needed to check off for a small school prospect that was getting a lot of attention. He's a guy who's probably going to go off the board on round two and could really be a versatile chess piece for defense. With that, Jeremy Chin out of Southern Illinois, another small school prospect. His official 40 time was 4.45. He had a 41-inch vert and 11.6 broad. And he was impressive when you watched him play. He's another guy as the athleticism to play high and be a cover safety in the back. Can play near the box because he's got toughness and physicality at 221. He's got the athleticism to match up with tight ends, running back side of the backfield, or even play some slot. So, so Chin. And Duggar were probably the two biggest winners. Legereus Sneed sending me back to the film and probably sending most people back to the film. I don't think anybody expected that time out of him at the 437 were a couple of the big winners uh, from the safety group. A couple other guys. Antoine Winfield Jr. I think is in the mix to be a top 50 pick if the medicals check out. I don't think anybody expected him to run a 4.4540. Really impressive time for him. He's got great ball skills. Uh, so I think he tested out really well today with his 40 time, his vert, his bro. Where I think we're all better than maybe what we expected going in. So I think he has seen his stock rise from a round two, round three guy to maybe be an early round two, early to mid round two guy and be one of the first safeties, you know, probably the first four or five safeties taken off the board. So I thought that was an impressive performance by him. Uh, Terrell Burgess out of Utah, he ran a 4.4640. He's a guy who can play safety, can play nickel. Uh, So he was an interesting player. I thought he looked really good today. A couple other guys that I want to make note of. uh, Kayvon Wallace out of Clemson, 5'11", 206. He ran a 4.53, but he had a 30-inch vert, 11-1 broad. I thought he tested out well. He's another one of those guys that's going to be a little bit of a chess piece for defense, and I think teams are going to be intrigued by him on day three. And then his teammate, Tanner Muse out of Clemson, 6'2", 227. I talked before about Ladarius Need maybe being the most surprising 40. I don't think Tanner Muse is that far behind it from what we expected. He tested out with a 4.41 40-yard dash. 
you know, this is a guy who I played free safety in college, but you kind of got the rumblings and the sense was that most people thought he was going to have to be more of a, uh, a strong safety closer to the box, even a linebacker safety hybrid. And then he tests out like this type of athlete and showing this type of speed that shows that he's got the versatility to play a variety of different positions. So I think stock up on Tanner Muse, he's going to be uh, interesting to kind of follow and kind of hear the whispers a little bit on what teams maybe think of Tanner Muse in terms of what position is best for him at the next level. So I think those are the guys you know, I mentioned Duggar, I mentioned Chin, I mentioned Burgess, uh, and then Ladarius Sneed I talked about already, Kayvon Wallace, Antoine Winfield, uh, you know, and then I just talked about Tanner Muse. Xavier McKinley, the number one rated safety. Uh, his first 40 time was a 4.63, but he pulled up on that, or right after he finished, he pulled up. So my guess is that kind of affected him. I think most people thought he was probably going to be more of a 4.5 guy. Uh, you know, so hopefully he gets an opportunity at his pro day uh, to put a better number out there because he's still liked by many uh, in the industry as one of the top safeties in the class. So there it is, guys. I know in terms of fantasy and IDP, Defensive backs don't get a lot of attention, but I do think it's a very athletic safety class. A lot of guys are going to, you know, be versatile to play closer to the box, maybe potentially put up big tackle numbers, uh, and they also have playmaking skills as well. So I do think there's a couple of these uh, safeties who in, you know, dynasty IDP leagues are going to be well worth their time and attention uh, for sure. And then obviously your NFL teams, you know, these guys can be difference makers. They can be defensive playmakers, chess pieces on the defense that you can do a variety of different things for. Uh, you know, I know a guy like Antoine Winfield is a guy who really intrigues me. Uh, you know, his ball skills, his athleticism that he showed today, how he looked on the field uh, in terms of his m- movement and stuff. And then obviously, you know, his film is also really top notch as well, as long as the injuries uh, are not something that hurts him long term. But it was a fun day, you know, watching these. It's the shortest day to combine. Uh, but, you know, they do a lot of I feel like they do a lot of on field drills that are really fun to watch because I do think of all the different days. I do think the defensive back drills. You know, you see more in terms of movements that they're going to be asked to do. Now, obviously, they're not reacting, as Matt would say, to another player. But I do think you're seeing movements that would that are indicative of things that they do do on the football field. So I do think watching the on-field activities for the DBs does sometimes, you know, give us a little bit of a better picture in, in terms of some of these players. So there it is, guys. All four days of the Combine in the books. A instant reaction podcast podcast for every single day of the Combine. I was live tweeting every single 40 for four days, sharing my thoughts on every single player, whether they ran the 40, didn't run the 40, their draft current draft projection, some uh, how they win, some traits of the player. I love the interaction. I gained almost 200 new followers. Guys, hopefully you really enjoyed uh, interacting with me. Uh, please just because the combine's over, don't let that be the end of the interaction. Uh, we got the rest of the pre-draft process here. We got pro days. You know, we got almost two months still before the NFL draft, a little bit under two months. Uh, so hopefully you reach out. We talk a lot on Twitter and interact. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I appreciate all the support I've gotten from people in the industry as well. So on behalf of Matt, on behalf of our sound tech engineer, David Nakano, and myself, thank you for joining us. And we look forward next time taking you from Saturday to Sunday.